Live from Studio A, he's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Andy Froyland. Oh, yes. It is, uh, hang on, is that better? I still have, I've got a serious echo. Do you? So do I. You do, too. Major echo. There it goes. Now it's gone. Ah. Uh, thank you, Nate, very much. Love it. We were, we were, we were talking cross-eyed for a moment there. Was, was that, would that be a, kind of like a split tongue thing or something? I guess, or I speaking know, in tongues. Speaking or, in tongues. I, I we guess. don't do that here, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> welcome, we welcome to Lifeline. It's um, yeah, it is the Truth for Today edition of Lifeline here tonight on KFAX. Delighted you've joined us. Good to have you along. As we move into a uh, Independence Day week and weekend to come. Um, do you get any plans for that? Actually, no? I don't really have tons of plans for that. Probably, probably been to barbecuing at the house with the kids or something no. like that. All know, right, yeah. typically, we've got uh, we've got the fair is coming back, the rodeo is coming nice. back, parade is coming back. Very nice. So it's a chance to get our horses out and just do all kinds of fun around the town. Larry Howard joins us tonight. Uh, he is the uh, he's the he's the stand-in guy, the stand-up stand-in for Pastor Phil Howard. <laughs> And uh, pinch hitting, pinch hitting, exactly. And we get to spend a couple of hours with you tonight. It is, uh, it's a Friday. It's the fourth Friday of the month. Great chance to get a spiritual sorbet, if you will. Just kind of cleanse the palate of the whole week of all, the, everything that's been going on. If you watch the news, chances are you need the sorbet really, really, <laughs> really good because it's just, it just doesn't end, does it? Never does. So. Uh, our, our our esteemed head uh, chief potentate ruler overall, <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> suggested that we spend some time talking about uh, Independence Day, freedom. We uh, we get freedom through our constitution. We get we get freedoms and inalienable rights through our government and things like that. And then of course they try and strip them away, but that's for another program on another time. But another guest hopefully. <laughs> exactly. Well no, we brought you in tonight. We're gonna talk about everything political, Larry. Yes. Because that's what you do. Turn oh. Chuck's mic on. There you go. We um even more importantly and something that matters for all eternity is the freedoms that we uh, are afforded in Christ. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about, and we will, we're going to celebrate the flag. We're going to celebrate 1776. We're going to celebrate the Constitution, Independence Day, and all that this coming week. But it pales in comparison it to, uh, to what Christ has done for us. And so I think that's the direction we are going to go this evening. Uh, along the way, um, along the way, I, I may have a, a, a word or two about my son. For those uh, who uh, travel a few years back with this program, when I was on, you'll know that uh, we've prayed for my son right here on Lifeline on right. several occasions. And uh, through uh, three or four spiritual spasms and some... Uh, some false births, um, 
just in the last month and a half, he has actually come to faith in Christ. Mm. Uh, Amen. And Amen. so and maybe we'll work off of that Very a little positive. bit. Yeah. For, those, for those parents who have children who are wayward, prodigal, living on the streets, drug yeah. addicted, whatever, um, uh, I can tell you one, one father to another, uh, our God is a God of hope. Our God is a God who delights in what we are going to be talking about tonight. And uh, and I guess we can start right there, Larry. Um, yeah. The fact that the church, and, and I know that's not so much the case here at Valley Bible. Lord, I'm so grateful for that. But I cannot wrap my head around the fact that so many churches these days have just simply turned their back on the master passion of our Heavenly Father, which is to seek and save that which is lost. Yeah. It, it is kind of amazing when you think about it. I think it's one yeah. of the things, um, probably, man, 10, 15 years ago, um, I read a book that Pastor uh, Phil had given us. And um, in that book, it described the shape, the condition of current church in North America, United States, and it talked a great deal about um, the lack of the preaching of Christ and uh, the grace principles that we have all learned here at Valley and other churches in the region. But um, it it was interesting as I read that book. I was uh, I think I was a new elder at that point in time. Whenever I got that book, I'd just become an elder here at Valley and. Um, I was reading that book, and I, and the description it was a book by D. A. Carson, and um, I, and you know, if you've ever read D. A. Carson, you got to read it like five times to understand what he said, and I had a pretty clear understanding of what he was talking about, and it scared me. It scared me as somebody a lifetime church attender, a, a, being saved at five. You know, I'm in my, I'm 45 or 46 years old when I read this book, and I'm, I'm hearing that the church is not preaching Christ anymore. It's just not preaching the truth anymore. And I'm like, how can you turn your back on this, on the very thing that the church is founded on? Right. You know, like, which is what you were just saying. Yeah. And, and it made me have one of those epiphany moments where I'm reading a book by myself, and I'm like, well, Lord, if, if no one else will preach the truth, I'll do it. Yeah. And then the Lord held me to that. And that scared me even more. Um, but, you know, it was one of those deals probably five years later, I, I was asked to preach for the first time. And I, I could never let go of that after that. Right. And um, I don't think I'm the greatest guy in the world doing that necessarily. But I think I can bring some emphasis and some truth uh, of what the scriptures say. And um, and then let God do his work. Right. Because he yeah. said he won't let it return void. It'll, it'll achieve its right. purpose, not because of me, but because of his word. And so um, it, it scares me for the church in North America. It scares me for the church everywhere. But I see us receding away from, unfortunately. And, um, you know, I don't want to get in the political arena, but I see us receding away in a lot of areas in our, in our culture even right now, right. receding away from God. And the further we get from him, I just, it, I think there's a fear factor there for me that says, how long will he... How long will he take it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but then I'm reminded of Second Peter, where he says his patience leads to salvation. Right. And um, I know that uh, 
in my lifetime, I heard my grandfather talk about how things were coming apart and where, where the end is near. And um, and he was right. The end is near. It's it's close at hand. It's <laughs> but now when, than we first you know, believed. It's, it's closer than it was yesterday, right? It and is. so, but I think, man, um, the freedoms that we do have because of God's design. We can say men if you want to. Uh, you know, the forefathers of our country. They were placed there by the Father, by the Heavenly Father. And so those freedoms were were brought to us by God, as I see it. And um, initially, I think as a country, we did really well with those freedoms. We did the right things with those. Right. And now I don't see us doing that as much or as well. And so it does. So I'm, But I am very, very thankful that... Um, We've been commanded in Scripture to pray for our leadership so that it will go well for us. Mm -hmm. And we at Valley here, we continue to do that. Um, Even coming out of a COVID virus where we couldn't always agree, we decided that they were the ones that got it placed where they were, Romans 13. And we said, we're going to stay with that. Even, you know, so we didn't use our United States freedoms to fight against what the government was asking us to do. Right. And so I think and I think God honored that for us. And I think he'll and I'm not saying anything about anybody that didn't do that. Right. That's just how the elders here and the pastors here at this church landed in that particular passage and we couldn't get away from it. Yeah. You know, so we just stayed with that. And so um, there you go. I don't think that's a long answer to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's you, well, I we, we've got to take a break here in just a second. I, one of the things I was thinking of Calvin Miller, uh, an author, I think he did. uh uh, the Singer trilogy that uh, many churches turned into an audiovisual presentation mm. at one point, but he wrote he wrote a book called The Philippian Fragments. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's back from the 1980s, so it's back a ways a yeah. bit. Uh, he's passed away since then, but it was a very satirical but scathing indictment on the church and I, I i was reminded of it again yesterday talking to somebody because there was one point and and the philippian fragments is pretty much a second philippians it's the lost right. letter mm-hmm. to the second letter to the philippians yeah and uh at one point you know claudius the gladiator we are so excited he's come to faith in christ now and now he's killing christians for jesus yeah <laughs> right so uh, you know we, we get and that's the whole that's i mean yeah that's you get a sense of the rest of the book <laughs> yes and, i do and calvin miller just has this marvelous way of bringing out some of the the cultural things that have seeped into the church yeah and sadly what I've noticed and seen, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit more or move on to something else, but the desire of the church seems to have moved away from missions, uh, the poor that you have with you always, yep. uh, the need to see people saved, and it's turned into a country club where we can get our lattes and sit in the foyer and enjoy them before we go in and enjoy the show. Right. You know? Right. Um, we've We've... Uh, we've turned, we've taken the best of the best out of seminaries and put them in celebrated pulpits, meanwhile forgetting that God took the best of the best out of seminaries and sent them to the mission field. Right. You know? Yeah, Um, I think... um yeah. yeah, I don't know how long we have, so I'll just pause right there. We'll pause right there. <laughs> give you something to think about. This is Lifeline, and uh, Larry Howard is our guest tonight. It's the Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And uh, Larry in for his, his Uncle Phil. 
Yep. And we're just going to spend some time tonight talking about things, kind of giving, getting a spiritual sorbet. If you'd like to chime in, and you know what, maybe we can even op- open it up for prayer. That's something Absolutely. we enjoy around Absolutely. here as well. Triple eight F O R K F A X is the number eight 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 five six seven or three six seven fifty three twenty nine. Let's take a quick time out. Go check your traffic and pay some bills. We're off to the K F A X traffic center, and we've got a look at that commute of yours. And now, back to Lifeline. You know. We're back. It's Lifeline. And, uh, boy, the conversation. Yeah, I, I, there are times I actually wish our listeners could kind of... <laughs> some of the sweetest conversations don't go out over the air. Right. They are in between those those timeouts where we pay bills around here. <laughs> and it's, uh, it is precious. It's yeah, sweet. it but, is. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation tonight, we're we're just kind of getting the spiritual sorbet and cleansing our our spiritual palates, if you will. Triple eight, F O R K F A X eight 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 three six seven fifty three twenty nine. If you want to join the conversation, Larry Howard, and myself, spending the evening with you here on Lifeline. Uh, as we left, we were talking about uh, just some of the challenges the church has faced, and uh, and I, I guess for uh, for our listeners, a little back backstory, if you will, and that is, you know, my son coming to faith in Christ, him being homeless, and uh, the fact that the church, um, I I look at it, and you may see things differently from from my vantage point. I I see a lot of churches who just I don't have time for those people. You know, or we'll deal with them when Thanksgiving rolls around and we get the jackets. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and and maybe we'll add a, a, a toy basket. or a, yeah. or a bicycle for Christmas for the kids yeah. if there's little tots hanging around. But that's where we relegate most of these people. And I am uh, I am so grateful that there are people in this world who think that there is no specific holiday or season that they need to be relegated to, but they are there. All the time. All the time, yeah. You know? And uh, in fact, isn't that, you know, the poor you have with you always? Yeah. Uh, I've always read that as it's not something that, well, yeah, that's a struggle you got. There's your thorn in the flesh, people. Uh, (laughs) It's not. It's it's an opportunity to love, isn't it? It is. And and we can get into it. and And we do support the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We, we support yeah. those groups, and we've done that for years. But we can get in, if we're not real careful as a church, we can get into, well, we, we've taken care of that because we do the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah, no, I don't have any extra money for you because I already support the rescue mission. Yeah, go to the know. rescue mission. Right. They'll take care right. of you. Right, they'll take yeah, care yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think... It's interesting. Pastor Phil's not here right now, and um, and, and the reason I'm here, we'll, we'll just go ahead and say that. The reason I'm here tonight instead of him is his granddaughter's getting married on Sunday, and he's officiating yes. that. And tonight was their rehearsal dinner, and so he's there, and so I gladly step into the yeah. He's a slacker, <laughs> and so but I, you know I'll just say it on the radio. Congratulations to Ryan and Hallie. They're going to be getting married on Sunday, and so we're looking forward to that. I'll, I'll I will get to go to the wedding, although I'm not involved in any of the uh, festivities other than just eating and being there to celebrate that's the best so that'll part. be that'll be fun yeah, yeah i won't have to worry about much except eating <laughs> but that's where it fills up but he you know he um talked one time about um having money in your wallet and having somebody come across you that you know needs that yeah and not doing anything about it mm. like it just seems so foreign 
and he said, you know, we, we talked about this off radio. Like sometimes you can, you give that money and you'll think, well, I don't really know if they're going to do what they're asking me for the money for, right? And, and so, and we all know what that means. But it's interesting. He had this little thing that he would do. And I, Chuck's kind of smiling. He probably remembers Phil saying this. But he would say, I'm going to give you this in Jesus' name. <laughs> and that's what I did here the other night, the story I was just telling you earlier. I said, I'm giving you this because of what Christ has done for me. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to give you some funds to help you get through. Because, you know, when he says, you never know when you may entertain an angel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the church's job is to entertain angels is how I see it. <laughs> and yeah. so here at Valley, we try and do as much of that as we can and not just at Thanksgiving or Christmas time. But right. uh, as often as we can, we try and help people out. We have some some stuff that we do at our church that helps our members and our congregation. And thank God we've been able to do that for years now. And um, so, but to help others out even. And I and I personally, and I think you were just alluding to it, Andy, is that I absolutely love doing that on a personal level. Yeah. I like supporting the mission. I, I support them individually as well as through the church, right? I love doing that. But there's something about putting the money in the person's hand in front of you. You know, if you have it, sometimes I don't have it and I can't do it then. Yeah. And um, my wife says I should never carry cash because I don't have it very long. <laughs> you know, I, and, and I was, I was, you're talking and, and as you started talking about Phil with the money and, and the way you do it, you're like me. I'm a, I'm a plastic guy. Yeah. But I always find it interesting that those times I'm, I'm standing in line and I, you know, I get whatever I need, a couple of waters and, you know, some Reese's pieces or yep. something, you know, yep. you get, you get the snacks at the, at the quick, <laughs> uh, quick mart. Would you like cash back? And normally I'm going, no, but those times I say yes, I'm thinking there's part of the back of my brain that's going, well, you, obviously you've got somebody in mind, don't you, Lord? Right. Because I don't carry cash. And when I do, inevitably, <laughs> it always goes right back out of the wallet into somebody's hands who's standing there in need. Yeah. Uh, that just happened to me. Just uh, We were just talking about it just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Young couple. Um, I'm leaving here on a worship night, which is late at night when we get done with our rehearsals. And this young couple backs a truck in into our parking lot, not too far away from where I was standing and talking to uh, my cousin who was with me. And um, this couple gets out, and I say, hey, can can I help you guys? You know, And they're like, we just need somewhere where we can park for tonight and sleep. And I'm like, wow, okay, no problem. You know, the, the police may visit you, but, you know, mm. it's, it's fine with me, you right. know. And, um, and then, you know, I'd had this money, and it's interesting. I'd had the money in my wallet for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I really had. It had been there for a while, and I just hadn't ever had a need to spend it for anything. Yeah, you know, usually and so the credit card comes out. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, you know, um, the Lord, you know what they say, the Lord speaks to you when everything's going well. And sometimes he shouts at you when you're in pain, right? That's when you hear his voice the best. Yeah. And yet, for me, I'm not in pain, but I could feel the pain of this young couple. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like, wait a minute. I've got a wallet with money in it yeah. that I haven't had to spend in quite some time now. It, yeah. I've never found a need to take it out. Well, that's a blessing and crazy in itself, right? Yeah, yeah. Because that means you're being taken care of. And so I just took it out and gave it to them, right? And I, and I did it just like Phil would tell you to do it. I'm giving you this because Christ 
died for me. And he died for you. And you know what? Before they left, I had a chance to share Christ with them. Hmm. With both of them. With my little Rebecca, my little cousin Rebecca, whose daughter is the one getting married. <laughs> and, and I was able to just say, you know what? Blessed be the name of the Lord Amen. that you're able to do. Because who knows? Who knows? You know, we don't. Uh, we don't know. They might move on to who, wherever, and that message that was given to them that day, that's isn't that the church's duty? Not inside the building with just those who are Christians, but outside the building. And see, this is kind of where we're headed tonight with all this freedom stuff. Absolutely. This freedom thing, this Fourth of July thing. You know, as Americans, we we are... We are proud of the freedoms that we have. And, and you know, if you've traveled the world, uh, there are others that look at you and go, wow, you're an American. Uh, yeah, man, I've, we've got freedoms. We've got liberties. What an amazing thing. How much more to be able to celebrate and boast and brag upon Christ who gives the ultimate freedom. And that's yeah. kind of what we're talking about yeah. here. Every opportunity we get... We're, man, you just try and stop me. Sometimes my wife will go, really? Come yeah. on, we, oh, yeah. we've got a place we're going, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, it'll only take a second here. My wife never, I mean, she just knows that's... <laughs> it I, is, yeah. I, just, I would say it, you know, this in, in Romans, Paul, Paul's talking to the believers in Romans 6 here, and he says, he said, but now that you have been set free from sin uh-huh. and have become slaves of God, mm. okay, you were a slave to sin, earlier in the chapter but now that you've met the savior and now that we've all met the savior we are no longer slaves to sin we're free from sin and we become slaves of god and and the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life Hmm. i mean there's the church at work that's the body that we're in you know so i look at it and think hey the freedoms that we have as Americans are unbelievable worldwide. When you think there's nowhere else in the world yeah. that has these types of freedoms, why are we the ones who get to enjoy those freedoms? Why why does Andy and Chuck and Larry why are we in America? Why weren't you know and those are things you will have to take up with God because I don't know the answer to those. But it's a sovereignty of God thing. And and yet I'm thinking, are we taking advantage, the full advantage of the benefit of those freedoms? Yeah. And the answer is no, we're not. But we should be. We should be. We should be. And we're trying. We're doing our best here at Valley and I know other churches. I just talked with some other pastors this week from other churches. And there are. There are some good churches here in the yes, Bay Area. Yes, tons of struggles this last year and a half with the COVID stuff. Yep. Oh. And so, um, but yeah, we're, we're free to worship, and that's incredible to me. And that's what we're talking about here tonight on Lifeline, encouraging you and challenging and spurring you on to love and good deeds. That's what we want to do tonight here on Lifeline. You want to join the conversation, uh, as always, you're more than welcome. And I, I know Larry, like myself and, and like our, our uh our cohort in crime over here, uh, Chuck, <laughs> we love to pray for people. So maybe oh, we'll take Absolutely. some time praying for you. Absolutely. If you want to send along a prayer request and talk to us briefly about what's going on in your life, we'd love to do that as well. 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 367-5329. Let's take another quick time out, pay some bills, check your traffic, and we'll be back. It's off to the KFAX Traffic Center now. And another look at your commute. 
And now, back to Lifeline. Hey, hi there. Welcome back. Glad you stuck with us. Hope things are going well for you on your commute home or your get out of town. Oh, Fridays, man. Holy cow, I was coming in on the 80 today, and that was... That was like 2.30, and it was already backing up. Ooh, I was, like, was going to oh. say, if you're trying to do a getaway, I hope you got off at noon. Oh, I tell you, <laughs> you need to. If you don't, you're just, oh, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Praying for you, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> They're looking for a little freedom on the road right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Speaking of freedom. So yeah. we are here. We are talking about freedom tonight here on Lifeline, the uh, Truth For Today edition with Pastor Phil Howard. Uh, nephew Larry in for the evening because Pastor Phil is doing a uh, a wedding rehearsal. Yeah. Oh, that, that is so cool. It is doing it is. Doing, doing your grandchild's wedding, man. Holy cow! Man. What a blessing. I have to live to be about 112, I think, before that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about freedoms in Christ and the joy that we have in Christ. If you uh, would like to join in the conversation tonight, the the phone number is 888-367-5329. You had a passage of scripture you wanted to read in relationship to the freedoms that we have in Christ and the juxtapose the, the slavery that we used to have right right i think um this would be for those of you who have placed faith in christ who are listening to us and if you haven't done that this could be your kind of freedom too if you would accept him and uh he says anybody that calls on his name he will not reject and so um if you're listening on the radio on your way home or wherever you're at maybe you're already home and you're listening and you just happened on this channel by accident (laughs) i've heard of that happening to other people and um if you want to know about this savior of ours we would gladly send you any information or talk to you or whatever but i'll just tell you it's a simple thing it's believing that you need a savior because you do all of sin and fall short of the glory of god and um and it's a simple thing believing in christ that he died for you he came to the earth took on flesh died on a cross was buried rose again ascended into heaven with over 500 witnesses seeing that take place. So it wasn't just a metaphorical story or a poetry. It actually happened. And all of that on your behalf. And as simple as saying, I put trusting faith in that. And you can become this person. Listen to this. Once you, Andy, Chuck, Larry, were alienated from God. Matter of fact, this is... uh, this particular passage, Colossians 1, 21. But over in Ephesians, it says you were dead. And so, you're alienated. When you're dead, that's pretty alienated. But you were dead to God. But you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now, he has reconciled you. He being the Father, has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish. And this is the, I love this part, and free from accusation. If you're going to accuse me, accuse me in front of the one that sits at the right hand. Because I believe I'm his brother. I believe I'm part of the bride and I belong to the father. So go ahead and accuse me all you want, because someone else has already paid for whatever you're accusing me of. So, But if you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, 
This is the gospel that you heard, that you that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. I, Larry Howard, have become a servant of it. And that's why I shared it with you just now, right ahead of this. It's a very simple thing. But it will change your life. And it will put you in relationship with God. Okay, Larry. Um, devil's advocate here for a moment. Sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm driving down the 80 or I'm, I'm moving out of town on the 580. Sure. And I'm listening to you. And you're going, well, you know, the, Jesus died for you and you can have eternal life in him. And, and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm, I'm driving a Tesla. I've got a half a million dollar home. Uh, it's just me. Uh, I've got a great job. I've got a great life. Why do I need this? Why? Why? What do you know? I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Sure. I'm doing sure. great right now. So what is it about this that I need? Why do I need that? Well, I, I would say that those are physical things, which are, are great things for you to have. But if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe there's a passage, and I'm going to say it's in Luke, but I'm not positive of that, where the man's building his barns. Yeah. And he's a he's a rich man. It may even be John. Luke is in Luke. It's in Luke. It's in Luke. Yeah. So he's he's building some barns. And the Lord blesses his crop. He's he's already a blessed man. You're already blessed to have your Tesla. You're already blessed to have your multi-million dollar home or you know 800,000 to a million and a half dollar home that you're probably enslaved to the payment on. But you're blessed to have the work that you have, to be employed, to have the abilities, to be in a country where you can be paid for that. But it's interesting here. This man did so well in his crop, which God blessed the crop for him to have. Then he said, you know what? I think I'll build some more. I'll tear these barns down and build some bigger ones. Not thinking of anyone but himself in that particular instance. And what's interesting is that the Lord in this story says, you fool. Today, your soul will be required of you. And then what are you going to do with your Tesla and your multi-million dollar home and the job? You're going to have to stand before the Heavenly Father who gave his son for you so that you could stand for him. Here's the thing. If you believe in Christ, you'll stand before him happily as a member of the family. As one who is clothed in the righteousness of one greater than you. He who knew no sin took on sin on your behalf. And so you can, we can sit and go, but I've got everything. Well, do you? Because I know people that have what you have that aren't happy. They're not happy at all. And I know people that have far less than you that are happier than they can imagine. What is the source of happiness? What is the source of joy? The source of all joy, the Bible says, all joy comes from the Heavenly Father. Amen. So even if you're an unsaved individual, one who is uh, not following after this Lord of ours, um, and listen, I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying I'm better than you. Uh, Andy Froyland, who's a great producer here of, and great MC here for this program, and Chuck, who does tons of work behind the scenes, we're not any better than anybody else. We're just men that if God has forgiven, that's all. And so, and guess what? The reason we feel so confident in sharing that with you is we just want you to have what we have. Mm-hmm. We just want you to know the true freedom of knowing Christ. To be away from all of the, uh, oh, I want this, I want that, I want, and 
everybody. I, I knew a man that was 34 years old. He was worth 17 or $18 million. He would go on vacation. The first thing I would hear when he came back from his vacation is he would talk about everybody that he met that had more than him. <laughs> That's sad. He's probably worth over 150 maybe $200 million now. And until about five years ago, he was not satisfied. Yeah. About five years ago, we got knowledge. He made a phone call to uh, someone that I know and said, hey, I want you to know I became a Christian. And the last time I heard, he gave some crazy amount of funding to Franklin Graham's ministries, I believe, or his uh May have been Franklin Graham's son's ministries. Right. Like he hooked in with them somehow. I mean, just he found out that the money that he had didn't satisfy him. But now he's satisfied. He would never have given that kind of money. Right. But he did. Why? Because something changed his heart. Something changed in him. And I, I get that. That's a question that we're asked quite a bit. Yeah. And And guess what? Doesn't the scripture say that those are the people that are the hardest ones? I think Christ himself said that. The wealthy are the harder ones to... Harder for a rich man. Harder for a rich man. Yeah. Like the camel going through the eye of a needle. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I still think he saves rich men. (laughs) I think he does too. (laughs) Nobody's beyond his reach. And and again, it's, uh, it's, it's a matter of your heart. It's a matter of your soul. It's a matter of eternity. And it's a matter of offense, really. At yeah. the end of the day, yeah. each and every one of us have offended, offended God. God. Yes. I mean, we, 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 we pull a victim card all the time. You know, <laughs> it, mine's in plastic, right? That's easy right. for us right. to do. But the real victim, the, the, the eternal universal victim here is God. Yeah. We have offended him. Yeah. And the price is an eternal price because we've offended an eternal being. And, and the beautiful thing is the offended one has provided everything we need. Mm. He has come around and set up... Because, Andy, I, we couldn't do anything that would have pleased, that would have made up for that offense. Right. We, so we he can. had to provide it. Oh, my and goodness. He and he I did. I could shout for over that. Oh, we're getting... We panic- might get a little, little panic- bit... Pentecostal Evangelist. Pentecostal Yeah, a little bit that way. Okay, settle down. Let's take a break. Okay, that's why we have commercial breaks. You're just... And, you know, hey... Back it down a bit. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're, we are going to, um, you know, it'd be, it would be great before we go off tonight, maybe on our last segment, we can make sure we do pray for this nation and um, some of that stuff. And pray if we get some nation, other... You know what? And I've got a... I, I, I keep it right here. Uh, it's a list of names of people who need to be saved. Oh, man. This is... These are, these are people who uh, I have been asked... Will you pray for these people? So beautiful. And if you've beautiful. got a name you want to add to that, yeah, by please, all means, please let us know. Please let us know. Triple eight F O R K F A X eight 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 three six seven fifty three twenty nine. Let's take a quick time out, pay some bills. We'll be back. It's off to the KFAX Traffic Center with another look at your commute. It is Lifeline, Andy Froyland, Larry Howard in this evening for the Truth For Today edition of Lifeline uh, with Pastor Phil Howard, who's doing a, uh, a wedding rehearsal tonight for his granddaughter, which is exciting. So um, during the break, uh, you and I were talking uh, just about uh, prayer and, 
you know, how, how, how God delights when we get together to pray. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, one of the things we want to do is uh, open up our time tonight and spend some time praying for people who are lost. You have a brother, you have a sister, you have a, a, a daughter, a son, a husband, a wife, a grandparent. Uh, family members, get to the front of the line, please, but we'll take friends as well. <laughs> I, Our desire, I, and, uh, you know, uh, as I said at the beginning of the show tonight, um, my son was recently saved, and that after 20 years of earnestly praying and then having having a kid who used to spend his time on the streets tell me he's praying for my son as well, and uh, and God using that. Um, I, 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 I've got to be honest, Larry, um, for a guy who spent 20 years waiting on the Lord and, and getting weary... Sure. Uh, talk about um, kicking the afterburners in again for my desire for prayer and my faith, trust, and confidence in a God who delights in answering his people. Absolutely. I, I'm telling you, um, I think that that's where one another's kick in. Because, you know, I... Um, we all probably have that one long-term prayer thing that we've been doing. For you, it was your son. For me, it might be my daughter. For Chuck, it's his son. Um, for my mom, it was my brother. Yeah. You know, and I've told that story on the radio before. But I think that sometimes, I, I did a class one time, and it was a prayer class. It was Too Busy to Not Pray by Bill Hybels. He had done the book, and um, it was like a six-week course. I took several different people through that book. But I was doing it, and somebody said, well, you know, if God's a sovereign God and he's going to do whatever he's going to do, why do we pray? You know, I'm like, well, wait a minute. He did tell us that we have to ask him. He mm -hmm. did say that. Yeah. And and he says it multiple times in multiple places of Scripture. And I said, you know what? Look, I I think, and, and you were probably there with your son even, I haven't given up that God can fix what I need or, or that he even wants to do what I'm asking him to do. I haven't given up on that. But sometimes you just think, ah, I just don't know what else to ask on that particular front. And um, so I remember telling a young guy in that class, and young in the faith, he was probably close to my age, but young in the faith, I said, you know what? Maybe God's waiting for you to pray for my daughter. Huh. It's a possibility. I don't know the answer to that for sure, but it could be that he's waiting for you to be obedient and you ask on behalf of my daughter, maybe. And I don't know. And you know what? You didn't have to challenge this young man, but he just, he, he you were talking his language yeah. when you talked about your son. And so he understood what it meant to be out on the street. And so I, there, there, probably could pray in a way you didn't even understand how to pray. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, the, the, the times where I grew weary and it's easy after, you know, several years to go, oh, sure. man, is sure. it ever going to happen? I've always found comfort in the fact that it was, um, uh, oh, the, um, um, the pastor over in uh, in England did all the orphanages, um, lived by faith. I'm, you're not going to... Yeah, I know. See, we're, we're getting old, guys. Names are just <laughs> flying off my head. And well, I'm, I'm thinking of Moody was an orphanage guy, but that was here. No. That this, was Chicago, I think, when he, no, where he yeah, was. Yeah. yeah, Moody was in Chicago. Yeah. This was... Um, would, um, I'm blanked on that. Contemporary of J. Hudson Taylor. Um, 
You're just going to make me look bad the more you, you I know. clues you give me. Come on, you're, you're, you're yeah. the, you're the, I can think of Spurgeon. He was over that way. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> same time frame as well. But, I mean, he's praying for his, his brother till he's in his 90s, mm. you know, and yeah. he never gives up because he has this faith in God that yeah. just, and yeah. that was, he was a man who wanted to live by faith to the point that he's the originator of what we call the agape box now. Right. But it was like he wanted to show everybody that God is faithful to provide. And uh, you know what you've done to us, right? I know. You know, I know what you've exactly done. what I've the done. whole rest of the radio show. I'm going to be going. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> okay. Man, oh, well, I've got a, I've got a friend. Where's in, Phil at? He probably wouldn't know him, right? Oh, like, boom. oh yeah. Oh, well, we yeah. were, we were mates. Yeah, we. I, I knew him. Yeah, that's probably what it'd be like. We went to college together or something, you know. I, but. I've got a friend of mine who wrote this, and this I really love this. He says there are few practices in prayer more obnoxious than sovereignty piety. Oh, man. We dare not ask God to do great things because he might not be in his sovereign will. This idea is more Islamic than Christian, he says. <laughs> Muslims are constantly adding to the end of their sentences, if Allah wills. The Christian attitude is God's will to exhibit his great sovereignty and power in the earth by answering... Uh, the prayers of his faith-filled children. We do not exalt God's sovereignty by refusing to ask him to do great things. Prayers that merely justify the status quo do not, to put it mildly, inspire great faith. Hmm. We, you know, we have not because we ask not, and when we ask, we ask amiss. And more often than not, what he's meaning that we ask amiss is that we ask not believing. Right, 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 right. You know, and then we're tossed and to timid. and fro, aren't we? And, and, I think there's something about that. Even, and, even in our own circles of Reformed faith, we're quick to use that term, Deo Valente, God willing. God willing. You know? Yeah. And, and it, what do, what are we doing? What are we saying to God? I want you to do it, but I really don't know that you can, and I don't trust that you will, and so Deo Valente. <laughs> I don't know there's your will. My, so. There's my out, you yeah. know? And we don't yeah. trust in a God who is eager. I, you get the sense that he's at the edge of his seat leaning forward going, all you got to do is ask. Yeah. All you got to do is ask. Just, yeah. a, just ask. That's all you got to do. Yeah. I'm just waiting for you to ask. And so often we fail to ask. Yeah. That's right. I love the story of Jehoshaphat when the armies came against him. Mm-hmm. It says he immediately went to God. Yeah. Immediately went to prayer. Like, hey, I, I got no answer for this. You know, and I love the prayer that, you know what, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Right. Don't you love that? I mean, like, I mean, to me, look, I don't know the absolute will of God. No one does. Yeah. No one does. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I sure feel a whole lot better once I've asked. Yeah. I do. I mean, I just like, you know what, God, I've done my part. I've asked you. And, I'm, and you're not an ATM machine. I get that. But I'm asking you, can you, can you, not can you, because I think you're totally capable of whatever, because that's the wrong terminology, but will you in my lifetime let me see my daughter change? Yeah. And if not, will you change her after I'm gone? Amen. Because it'll be okay. It'll be all right. I just want her changed. I want to see her when I get to heaven with you. I want, I would love to have the assurance. You know, our, our pastor emeritus, Phil Howard, I've told him, he, he, he had this prayer that would God please save his three daughters. Hmm. And I told him one day, 
because we were talking about this stuff. I said, you're one of the richest men I know. You're one of the richest men I know. Because not only does he save your three daughters, but they're <laughs> serving the Lord. Oh. My goodness. Oh. This wealth upon wealth, you know, that's storing up treasures in heaven. It is. And so, oh, that your son will continue yes. in the following. Well, and there are stories that go along with all that. So Absolutely. We'll take a time out and come back and continue the conversation. We do need to pay some bills again. So we'll do that. And again, if you've got somebody you want us to pray for, we'd love to. I'd, we we get to talk to a God who uh, is eager to save Absolutely. and delights in doing so. Amen. Amen. So 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, that's the number. Let's take a quick time out. We're off to the KFAX Traffic Center with another look at your commute.